Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Supreme Being, another podcast. I believe this is episode 50. Uh, we're doing two a week. Sometimes I do three if I feel inspired to do a third for the week. Uh, as always, my opening and closing three announcements, Team BC Soul. If you need anything real estate worldwide, go to teambcsold.com or you can email us direct at teambcsold.com. Uh, secondly, Modern Success, you've seen the hype. You've seen uh, the recent highlight reel that I just posted today. You've been feeling the energy of the post-event um, you know, success that we've had. If you're interested in learning more about or joining Modern Success, go to briancasala.com and get your ass on the program. Now, lastly, eXp Realty for all the realtors. You can message me directly if you would like some more information. Otherwise, go to join.exprealty.com and get signed up. Put in your app. Let's begin. A couple of topics that I was bouncing around. First and foremost, I did want to give a quick, quick shout out to the event. It was successful. I appreciate everybody who went and a big thank you to all the speakers. I'm going to be talking about a subject that we can uh, dissect from the event, how I came up with the idea, why I did it, and how the execution, once you find out and I tell you, uh, was anything but perfect. Okay. Um, one of the main benefits and one of the main things that was present at the event that cannot, that cannot be, we can say faked is the energy and vibe that you bring to an event or whatever it is that you, that you want to do. Right. And I've been to so many events and we were able to successfully create that. Okay. That's key. I'm going to refer to that later. Remember it. So when it comes to the event, Okay, I just did an event. If you don't know, Modern Success is my personal coaching and mentorship program for the world. We're nearing 300 members, and I decided to do a members-only event, which took place last Saturday, February 2nd. The event went on. Now, behind the scenes, let's rewind. Okay, let's rewind. Just so you can hear kind of what I went through, and, and then compare that to the excuses and stories that people tell themselves in their lives. Right? I originally just threw the idea out, I want to say in December, to Greg, who is my partner, right? He runs the ClickFunnels and the back end for Modern Success and some of this other stuff that I'm doing. And the type of person that I am is, even if we throw around an idea, it's time to execute, okay? And this is probably near the latter parts of December. And I said, let's do it. Let's do it. So I officially announced the event no more than four maybe five weeks before the actual date, which was February 2nd. Keep in mind, when I announced it, when I announced it, I had no idea what the structure was gonna be. I didn't know exactly what we were gonna do. I didn't have a venue booked. Now, for those of you who aren't involved with, with speaking and touring and that kind of stuff, if you wanna rent any kind of venue that has a capacity of 100 or more, most of the time, you need to have it reserved months in advance minimum, if not, probably a year. So I announced this thing. Again, I didn't charge my people for it. It's a members only thing that I give as a bonus, which I'm going to be doing twice a year for my program. And I announced it four to five weeks before. So before I even continue, think about something that you're dealing with, some problem that you have. And I'm, if you're listening to the recording, uh, I'm doing quotes right now because that's how lame these words are. Okay in this situation. Maybe you're dealing with something smaller than that, yet you're creating all of this 
haze, your own haze and excuses and stories. And you never actually fucking handle it or do anything. So again, let's move on now. All those things, no idea, no idea, okay? We keep going, I start contacting venues, of course, what are they telling me? We're full, we're full, we're full, we don't have it available, oh, we don't have those time slots available, blah, 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 okay? Now the actual subject matter of the event, what I'm gonna talk about or what's gonna go down, I still have no idea. We fast forward, I wanna say we're at two weeks before the event, and I end up, because I dig a little bit, and turns out that Loida knows somebody who works at the university that we hosted it at, right? Which is Cal Poly Pomona. We get in contact with somebody who's deep inside of uh, their network and we end up getting a venue, okay? So that would be an example of resourcefulness. I started asking people that I knew, hey, do you know anybody that could have a hookup or that's deep entrenched in a network or that knows somebody who knows somebody that knows somebody so I can get a venue. What will most people do? Oh man, I've called, you know, 20 places and they're all full. And then they would basically throw in the towel or surrender or start complaining. I never did. I was just like, cool, 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 cool. Next, 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 next. Until I finally locked it in. We fast forward to two weeks before, two weeks before, I make the first post, and you can go back on my Instagram and Facebook, of Modern Success event, first event, we're gonna have these guest speakers, and it was like the picture with the, the four silhouettes with the little question marks, okay? When I posted that, I had no guest speakers. I came up with the idea right before that post, Lloyd, I made a graphic for me and I posted it. I didn't have all my ducks in a row, I didn't have all my fucking speakers ready. I literally posted it, and said, okay, now I gotta find some fucking speakers to be at my event. <laughs> but what did I do? I contacted people right after that. And I wanna say within 24 to 48 hours, I had my five guest speakers plugged in. Like this. Before we continue, how many of you or people that you know or that we can observe in society have to have every fucking thing perfect before they do anything. Oh, well, before I wake up at five, the stars have to align, the planets have to align, it has to be my year, uh, you know, it has to be the year of the pig, it has to be the year of my sign, which is cancer, and blah, 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 all this stupid shit people fucking say. It's pathetic. Then you look at me, to an event like that, which I'm not making money on, I'm not, and I figure this shit out. You see, but this is an attribute of somebody who gets shit done and who says, whatever's in front of me, I can move you out of the way or get you to agree to move yourself out of the way so I can accomplish what I want. It's an attribute of a champion, of somebody who's successful. If this is a quality that you do not acquire, which by the way, you can acquire it. I wasn't always like this. You can acquire this shit. When you do, now you can stand amongst the best because this is one of several qualities, and of course we're not gonna cover them all today, that the champions have and exhibit. Ready, fire, then aim. It's not, oh, okay, well everything has to be perfect. How many people, maybe you wanna get into real estate, start a business, whatever it is, do this, do that, and there's this 
imaginary checklist they fucking created where every fucking thing has to be perfect. And oh, well, you know, I emailed this one guy who I want to be my mentor and he hasn't gotten back to me yet. Really? Really? How about at the very least you go knock on the motherfucker's door and get him to talk to you and see you. And if he says no, which you probably will, you keep going back and going back and going back and you impose your will. I impose my will on life. You think I let spirits, people, circumstances shake me or move me? No. I put my feet down. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I face it head on. Which to a lot of people seems, oh, well, you know, that's too hard, this and that. You know, life is tough and all this shit. Just do it. Just do it. It's not comfortable at first. But you got to get shit done. So going back to the event, again, I finally lock everything in, blah, blah, blah. And of course, I'm not going to sit here and complain. I'm not. Other things came up and I got it done. And I created the event. I confirmed the guy, Anthony, shout out to him, who did all the video and photography days before the event. Days before the event. Days. Not a week, two weeks, a month before. Days before the event. But guess what? I knew even if it was three hours before the event, I could have gotten somebody. If, even if he canceled. Even if all the speakers canceled, I would have figured this shit out. Why? Because I trust myself to be able to handle anything. And this is the key. It's without having handled everything in life. It's not like I accumulated every possible handling of any situation before I said, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I've said this before, if you've been following me for a while, when I said, in a sales context, let any client bring me an objection that I've never heard, I guarantee you I'll fucking handle it. I'll figure it out. No problem. No problem. That's what I'm talking about. At that moment of standing in that position and saying that confidently and meaning it and being able to back it up is without having heard that objection. So it's not like you have to go through the experience to now have the confidence. It should be a big light bulb moment for a lot of people. So in that situation, going back to my event, it's okay. Whatever gets thrown my way will be handled. I'll figure it out. If I have to act and figure it out in a minute or a day or a week, I can do it no problem. It's cool. It's cool. There's zero resistance from my end. Zero resistance. So again, I didn't have a even formal game plan. I didn't do one-tenth of the shit people do at events, handing out brochures and, oh, everything has to be perfect. I didn't do any of that shit. I just had people show up. And guess what? Talk to anybody who went to the event. Watch the highlight reel when you turn this off. I posted it on Facebook, on my personal page, shared it on my fan page. Go look at it. I've had a ton of people share it already. Go look at that and you'll see how impacted people were. That's what it's about. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. I just handle it. So whether it's something of that degree, something big on a scale, we can say, that you would deem very important to you, very dear to you, or something as simple as, oh, you know, my hand hurts a little bit, so I'm not going to make my bed in the morning when you normally make your bed. Really? It could be something that little. And you let an excuse stop you from doing that. That's going to trickle down to everything else.
And I've seen it too many times to count. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Now, one from the outside would think because of the execution of the event, maybe somebody who attended would be like, man, this was well orchestrated. It looked good. He for sure had everything prepared months before. No, I didn't. <clears throat> and a lot of people who would do what I did will not tell you and admit to you what I did because, what a, oh, I'm afraid people are going to think I'm disorganized or this or that. It has nothing to do with that. I have the confidence to say it and let any critique come in, let any critic try to talk shit and bash me. I don't care. Oh, well, what if you wouldn't have found a venue? I would have found a venue. So that argument is invalid. That's assuming that I did not have the ability, nor desire, nor willpower to actually get a venue and find it. I would have. That's what we're talking about here. How many other areas of my life have I done that stuff in? Too many to count. So... <clears throat> Another interesting situation that I want to discuss as we kind of uh, step into the next subject matter is people have gotten to the point where they are, for lack of better words, delusional in a sense. Okay, so me, uh, this is an example, me and Pablo are leaving uh, the gym, right, where we were working out with Brock, uh, boxing. And uh, we go to this little health shop that we go to to eat some food, some good stuff, right? We've got some vegan food. And, uh, the, you know, this, this older lady sits next to us and we hear her talking to herself, right? Which, again, uh, that's cool, right? And then she starts directing the conversation towards us and talking towards us. And the, the words are of somebody who claims and believes and truly believes themselves that they're positive, and they preach positivity and they're looking for that. Yet when you really look at the whole story, she was complaining and being negative. So after a short interaction, I just shut off and, and basically ignored her because I didn't want to entertain that communication line of negativity. Yet if someone was to ask her, or we were to ask her, do you truly believe that you're positive? I guarantee you she would, an astounding yes would come out. Of course, of course I'm positive. I'm just blah, 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 blah would come out the story. So as you're learning, as you guys are developing, this checking mechanism of that has to be on all the time because you may have learned something and your execution of it could be slightly off. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about that woman. Perhaps her intentions are genuine and, and right. Her execution is slightly off. You have to check this all the time. Am I really skilled in what it is that I'm doing? Am I really thinking positive in life? Am I really practicing what I preach? And you can look at any area of life. Now, how do we check? Well, other colleagues that we respect and that we will accept criticism from, for sure, they'll tell you. Number two, the results and feedback you're getting from your life will tell you. If you're somebody who's been supposedly positive and empowering yourself for the last 10 years and you're still stuck in the same situation and you haven't improved overall in life, well, okay, something's off there. So it had me, from that short interaction with her, reflect and say, whoa, okay, am I exhibiting this behavior in any area of my life? If I do, it has to be checked and corrected all the time. 
This is why you continuously have to bring more awareness to everything you're doing from the slightest nuances to the most we can call mundane activities that you do every day. And we have to put it under a microscope. We have to put it under a magnifying glass and say, okay, is it really what it is? We see too many people. This is where the issue comes up a lot of times. They, especially if we're in a position where maybe we are giving praise and we want to talk about maybe our accomplishments, we start to slightly exaggerate, right? Maybe somebody did eight speeches and they're working on the communication skills or telling people they did 10 or 11, right? Slight exaggerations. What happens is eventually that gap of that slight, I think people call it white lies, right? That slight gap ends up becoming the Grand Canyon eventually. And now they've fabricated this exaggeration of accomplishments or whatever it is. And they've done it for so long, they now believe it and they buy into that. When in reality they're here, but they speak and exist as if they're here. Mm -mm, wrong. Too many people do that. That will cause you to suffer. That will cause you to have, and I've talked about this before in a different context. That will cause extreme suffering. Extreme suffering. So for those of you who, those of you who are, especially in the areas that you're excelling, under the microscope even more, this will always keep you in check and this will make sure that, you're, that you, you stay on that path. You stay on that path. Because when we start buying our own bullshit is when things really start going bad, okay? And we see this all the time. And then those individuals will typically have their, their yes men around them, gassing them up about that delusion and now it just blows, blows out of proportion. This is where we have to find that harmonious balance between self-criticism and self-praise. People will fall to either an extreme. They'll fall into that delusional self-praise where it's too much, or they'll be hypercritical of themselves and they'll never pat themselves on the back. I believe I've talked about this on one of the podcast episodes. I'll check back. If I haven't, maybe I'll dedicate the next episode to it. We need to find that right here. We need to keep the pendulum right here in the middle where you have healthy appreciation and love of self, yet a healthy amount of criticism as well. When you can do that, which takes a lot of, we can say trial and error, right? What happens if, if somebody's self-critical, like I was and many people are, and then we finally are become aware of this, we go to the opposite end. Oh, I'm the best fucking things and sliced bread and we just, Talk about ourselves as if we're the, the shit, right? And then we take it to the extreme, which is what typically what happens when somebody breaks free of an old belief system or philosophy. They want to take this new one and, again, exaggerate it. Whether a little bit or a lot depends on the individual, but there's too much of it. So I invite every single one of you to, as an exercise, after tonight's podcast, to say, okay, let me look at one or two things in my life right now let me look at one or two things in my life right now and, and put the magnifying glass under it and say, am I being congruent? Right? That's a great way to look at it. With that frame, you'll be very clear and you'll be able to see very clearly, am I actually this or am I kind of bullshitting myself and everybody else? From there, 
boom, now you move forward with more power. Or in the words of Tony Robbins, you have more personal power, right? This is something that I'm looking at, studying, observing, and others all the time. All the time. However, I will only address it with somebody if they want to be addressed, okay? And typically, this is what happens when we see something in somebody, we feel this need to impose. Oh, well, you need to start doing this and you should do this. And when you cross that line, they never listen to you. It's the wrong way to do it. This is why when you develop and get better as an individual, the worst mistake you can make is attempting to force that change on others. You must be the example and then let others come to you or see the example and then make the change. Or they can come to you and say, hey man, or hey girl, see what you're doing. I like the shifts that I see. I really am committed and want to do something for myself. Can you open that door? Can you help me? What did you do? Okay, that's the energy I'm looking for to now give my time and investment to help. Now we can do something versus, oh, you really need to do this. I went to this seminar, I'm doing this and life is so good. They're gonna say, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm moving on, leave me alone. Cannot force change. Change must be welcomed. The individual has to open that door to themselves or to you if you're the one offering the change. That door is locked or even only barely cracked open, it's not gonna work, it's not gonna work. And one of the cool things about this subject matter is as you develop, you become that example and others can observe by sheer observation, say, okay, wow, okay, this is somebody I should listen to, this is somebody I should follow, this is somebody I should maybe ask advice from, this is somebody who I wanna model after, meaning I want to apply their systems, their way of thinking, their philosophies into my life so I can do better. Observe, that's why I tell people, observe all the time. That's why if somebody comes to me and let's say they're talking shit about somebody, oh, this guy or this girl or this brand or this company is a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. I never, number one, ever, entertain that conversation or conversational thread. It's stupid. It's retarded. It's dumb. I don't know why anybody does it because then now you're caught up in drama and gossip, which I don't want to put my name or my reputation into ever. But secondly, I'm going to observe, right? Pablo was talking about this earlier. Just people are just accepting what people say and accepting like it's fact. No, it's not. It's not. You have to find out, investigate and see, is it fact or not? I'm not just going to listen to what he or she said. That's how shit gets manipulated, changed, and that's what keeps people on puppet strings all the time, all the time. Now, for those of you in modern success, I made a video earlier for you right before I got on here. This relates to what I just told you, one, that one thing that I talked about in that video. If I, see the connection here. Oh. With that said, you have a lot of work to do. Remember the exercise that I told you, do it. The clock is ticking because if 24 hours goes by and you don't do anything, good luck. The odds of you actually doing it after that begin to plummet. And that's facts, my friends. So with that said, I'll end it here. If you guys have questions, whether on Zoom or Instagram, I'll take them now for the next probably five, 10 minutes or so, and then we'll end this episode. Thank you for joining and we'll open it up for Q&A now.
Have you read book, the book Real, A Path to Passion, Purpose, Profit, and Real Estate? No, I haven't. Do you have to be with EXP to join Modern Success? Uh, two things I can say to love. Number one, you do not have to be a real estate agent to join Modern Success. I have a ton of non-realtors in the program. Number two, no, it doesn't matter if you're with EXP or not EXP. I have a ton of people in my program who aren't with EXP. Most of them aren't the realtors. <clears throat> Great question though. Fizbo's Jacob, where do we get them? We get them from Zillow, expires. We use Vulcan 7 to get the data. For random calls, we use Cole Realty Resource. And we use the Mojo Dialer to make the calls. You see Zillow taking over our jobs in the near future? No. How is a computer, Matthew, answer this. How is a computer going to replace me? Me. Now, an agent who has no idea what they're doing, doesn't take their job seriously and has no skills? Maybe. But me or my team? Forget it. Uh, Michael, you have to do both. You have to study and learn and take action. What you just... Uh, what you just wrote is what most people do. Oh no, I have to know everything before I start. I just talked about that. So do both, study and work. Study, work, study, work. Rudy, the first step for you to even be considered working for me is getting on Modern Success. Number two, I'm not hiring at the moment. However, the pool of people that I would consider first over anybody else is Modern Success members. What do you think about Tarbell, Tarbell Realtors? I don't know much about them, dude, and every franchise is different, so I can't speak on that. Does a, does a TC handle the RPA? Uh, no, you get it signed with your client. They basically, once you open escrow, they'll, they'll start handling tasks for you, 10. You're welcome, Miss Shelton, or Mr. Shelton. If you apply everything that I offer for free off YouTube, brother, you got a good shot at making some good money. If you offer, or if you get on Modern Success, then you'll surpass that, like many of my members have. Already done, cool. Well, when I'm hiring, Rudy, you'll know. How much is it for Modern Success? Uh, go to briancasella.com, Anthony, briancasella.com. The link is in my bio, and you'll get all the info. And the new thing that I added is the two members only live events a year which is at no cost. Do you know of a link where someone can go see how realtors rank? Uh, I don't know too love because a lot of those rankings can be uh, manipulated, right? I know a lot of uh, organizations do uh, the links and that kind of stuff, but it depends. I'm not sure. I think a title rep can get you uh, the links or you can go on your local MLS and see, you know, kind of, um, the transactions that the realtor's doing and all that kind of stuff, if that's what you're interested in. Uh, you're welcome, Luis. When in a setting where negativity is surrounding you while in a group or event, how do you address it professionally? Um, I usually just exit from that, Ronnie. I do not put myself in those situations. Now, if it's a situation where I'm forced, um, I'm gonna separate myself from the group and create my own space because I'm not gonna expose myself to negativity, or if I have to stay in the group, I'm gonna bring it up and say, I do not, um, I do not approve of this, you guys are being negative, and this energy, I'm not feeling, I decided to be with this group, not because of this, if I knew this was gonna be involved, I wouldn't be a part of it. 
I think luxury car is more appealing to clients. Uh, it doesn't really matter, dude. I think people don't really care, man. Can it help you? Sure. But it doesn't really matter, Rudy. So what's the upgrade on your S? My S, what, oh, the Supra? You'll see. Nope, age doesn't matter, pull crumb. I made a video about that on YouTube. Get to catch up on my videos, brother. How long does it take for you to send over an offer? I can send an offer immediately. We can write up an offer in a couple minutes. Is your program one-on-one -on -one or a group? We just did a live event, brother, with people present. That should answer your question. Did you leave a program who isn't negative but doesn't really add much value to you? Yes, Brunel, absolutely. Everybody around you has to give you an exchange, right? Whether it's a good time, good energy, good vibes, help you make money, whatever it is. Well, some people might say, well, you know, like a teacher and a student, what's the exchange? Well, I give you knowledge or the teacher gives you information that helps you and then you're paying them with mentorship, you're paying them with your money. There's an exchange there. If you have a relationship with somebody who's a friend or a partner and you bring a lot to the table and they don't bring shit, then you're out of exchange. Two love, uh, go with who you wanna go with. There's never the perfect right broker, dude. Because ultimately you guys can be with any broker in the world, but 90% of it is gonna come down to you, your effort and your dedication to uh, the real estate game. Because if you're not dedicated and you're not willing to do whatever it takes and you have the best broker, you're still not gonna be successful. Uh, Lambo was a life goal, Rudy, so I felt incredible. It's still pretty cool to see it in the garage to this day. No, when you open escrow, brother, is when your TC will take over, right? And help you with the escrow process. You're still gonna be involved. They just handle all the mundane stuff and emails and that kind of stuff. Um, I think you're fine, Blurry. If you're a car guy and your car is loud, leave it, dude. I would not take off my exhaust for somebody. If somebody's not gonna work with me because I have a loud exhaust, I don't wanna work with that person anyway. Because guess what? They're gonna complain about other shit. If it's a buyer, oh, well, they're probably gonna fucking be a nightmare. So I wouldn't even worry about it, dude. Do you? What do you think of Premier Agent on Zillow? I think it's a waste of money, brother. Personally. Patience, um, it's talked about all the time, bro. You know, you have to understand that uh, anything great takes time. If you build a skyscraper that's gonna be the best building on the planet, is it gonna be built overnight? No. You need to join a company and get training, Polkrum, about paperwork and all that stuff, dude, because that also varies state by state. Will there be a time when modern success will be discounted? No, brother, I'm never gonna discount modern success. It's already discounted as it is. Would you ever get the Hellcat? Probably not, dude, I'm not a muscle car guy. I never did bold, Elliot, I never did bold. I never did bold, so I can't give you an opinion about it. My marketing strategy is essential for a realtor, active marketing, especially if you're newer and you don't have a huge um, portfolio of business already and clientele. Active marketing, communication, door knocking, calling, reaching out to people, outbound calls, outbound communication to bring people in. 
You're going to dunk on me? I'm waiting for that day, man. You've been saying that. Every time you come down the lane, though, I send that shit. I have no need to start my own brokerage, Pulcrum. <clears throat> Not a muscle car guy. You sound like a bitch. Well, if I sound like a bitch, bro, then I don't know what the majority of the male population is on the planet. Then, If I'm a bitch, then I don't know. Can speaking several languages be your niche or the opposite will limit you for only one public? Um, no, speaking multiple languages is huge, is huge, is huge. Any new car goals? Um, nah, dude, I'm probably not going to buy any new cars for at least six months or a year, uh, but I will be getting the Skylines for sure. Boom shakalaka, NBA jam style. That's awesome. Speak three languages. There you go. How'd you get the idea of mentoring requests? I didn't start making products or doing modern success until I had so many people asking me for help that I decided to make it. Uh, there's some stuff, I think, pictures um, of, uh, of me playing basketball still, dude. I have a lot of old CDs with game tape, but that's how much older I am than you guys. There wasn't big time YouTube and all this social media shit. New Supra, eh, I'm not really a fan of it. Uh, I should supercharge your Huracan. It's like 40 grand. I'd rather spend my money on something else. Guess I'm a bitch. Miss me with driving a boat around. <laughs> I'm setting up a booth in this festival to get more leads. First time doing it. Cool, man. Good. If you got a booth, you got a booth. I would recommend you have somebody else with you so you can handle multiple conversations um, and you're good to go. Sweet. Matt, good job. You passed. If I can see you in Cali, can I ride in the Lambo? No guarantees you're riding the Lambo, man. I never guarantee that because then if you don't, I'm the bad guy. I don't know what state. What should a team leader help a new agent on real estate? Uh, you got to teach them the ropes, man. You got to act as if they were you when you were new and teach them the ropes, literally. Moving out of Cali now. Probably have multiple houses. I uh, won't move from Cali. I don't think so. Cool. Uh, no, I did not grow up in New Mexico, bro. I grew up in SoCal. I just got shipped off to NMMI. Cool. Okay, guys. Thank you for being here, all 51 of you. Uh, appreciate it. As always, teambcsold.com if you need anything worldwide real estate. Number two, briancasella.com. The link is in my bio on Instagram. Just like you see the name, get on Modern Success. It will change your life. I've gotten a ton of new signups after the event. The hype is real. And lastly, lastly, eXp Realty. If you're interested in eXp Realty and you want more info, message me directly. If you want to sign up, go to join.exprealty.com. Okay, peace out. We'll see you guys on the next one, same place, same time, Monday, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific. All right, peace.